Money Savvy. This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Peter Mero and Soko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Bitumelo Nzoko. In the first episode of this podcast series, we discuss the importance of investing for financial security and what you need to consider before embarking on your investment journey. But a crucial part of this is understanding the jargon that is often used in financial planning. The minefield of technical jargon leaves many people feeling inadequate and uneducated and can even be a barrier to entry for first-time investors. I know I've also struggled with some of these terms. So joining us on this episode to explain some of the technical jargon that advisors use is Craig Turton, who is a certified financial planner at Easy Equities. Craig, first let's start with what is an asset class? Hi, Jimmy. Thank you for for having me and for the opportunity. It's great to to be with you on this this podcast. So an asset class um, is essentially a grouping of investments that are quite similar in structure which uh, an investor can use to to invest in. So if we break the word down, assets are things that will hopefully grow over time. And a class refers to the nature of the investment um, and the structures in which it follows. So some of the the examples of an asset class could be, you know, could be shares, it could be bonds, cash, property, or or usually the most common types of asset classes that you'll find in an investment. And then those could also be broken down further into, you know, local, so South African structures as well as overseas structures. Financial advisors usually use an asset class structure to diversify um, a client's portfolio. So they don't want too much exposure to shares or to uh, to property, for example. So they might just split it between a couple of those different asset classes. A good way to have a look um, and see how a manager structures their um, the asset class is to have a look at their, their fund fact sheets. You can go on there and you can see the the percentages that are going towards um, each different asset class within that structured investment. And we often hear the term investment vehicle, but what is it and how do asset classes fit in here? An investment vehicle is essentially the the structure that an investor can utilize to invest in the various asset classes that we've just spoken about. So um, I like to think of um, a Christmas present. So the, the wrapping on the outside of the, uh, of the present is the, the investment vehicle. And that investment vehicle comes with its own regulations, its own taxes, liquidity, and a few other important components when deciding on an investment structure. So an example there can be a unit trust, an endowment, or a retirement annuity. And then the inside of the present, uh, that's where you'll find the different asset classes that you can choose to invest in. So if you're a first-time investor or an investor, I would say decide on the investment vehicle first, which is the reason why you're investing, um, and then have a look at the asset class structure within the vehicle. And then we always hear that asset allocation determines how well your investments perform. But what exactly is it and how does it work? Yeah, so, so asset allocation is is viewed in in very very different ways. Um, so you know managers use you know asset allocation to balance risk. Uh, you know by dividing the allocation between the different assets in the in the investment. So um, you know based on the goal of the investment structure, the, the asset manager will decide on the best allocation to get the best returns operating within the mandates of their fund. So. 
um, an example of how asset allocation can be different if we've got manager A and manager B, and they're both managing a balanced fund, which on a scale of one to 10 in terms of riskiness sits at about a six. You have one manager, for example, who would have 71% allocated to shares, and then the rest split between bonds, cash, and property. And then you'll have manager B, who is operating in a very similar mandate, but has only decided to put 47% in shares, you know, and the rest split between, you know, again, you know, bonds, cash, and property. So they have vastly different views on shares and the way that they've allocated the, the assets. And this is where the asset manager styles and philosophies come into play. Um, and as an investor, you need to choose which one, you know, you would, you would prefer. And then what are collective investment schemes? So collective investment schemes, you know, commonly known as CISs, um, they're essentially pools of money from a number of different investors. So by grouping your funds together with other investors, you you, you find that you know the management of it becomes a little bit easier. Uh, your fees might be a little bit lower because you've got more investors and you've got more funds within within that structure. Collective investment schemes are really highly regulated investment structures. You know they, they are required to have custodians and and registrars, which essentially will give investors peace of mind knowing that their investment is is well looked after and and regulated. CIS funds they're normally nice and liquid. So you can buy and sell with them at, uh, at any time. Um, and they're also required to, to give you ongoing communication on how the fund is performing and, and how, it's, how it's changing. So CIS is really nice investment structure to get into if you are a, a first-time investor. And then moving on to funds, what are balanced funds? Yeah, so referring to that example above. So, uh, you know, balanced funds are essentially, you know, with those different asset classes, they would normally have quite a an even spread between the different asset classes. So the goal there with the balance fund is more of a, a moderate type growth. They need to get a higher return than a money market or an income fund, but they mustn't take as much risk as a pure equity fund, for example. So a balanced fund, you know, you're normally looking at about a five-year term that you'd want to keep your money invested in a balanced fund for. You know, if you're looking at a pure equity fund, you want to leave that in there for at least seven to 10 years. So if you're looking at investing in something for five years, then probably a balanced fund is a, is a good one to, to be in. Um, and also if you're retiring, you know, um, you know, we see a lot of retirees go into balanced structures because they can't afford to take too much risk because now they, they're drawing down on their, their capital at the same time. So they've got to find that balance between, you know, not taking too much risk, but also at the same time, not taking too little risk so the money doesn't keep up with uh, with inflation. And then Craig, there's a fund manager and then there's a multi-manager. What is the difference? <laughs> yeah, so to me, yeah, we found some confusion around that. Um, so, so firstly, a, a fund manager is, you know, responsible for implementing a, a fund's investment strategy and, and managing the, the activities of the fund. You know, fund managers, you know, they, they're professional, they've got experience, uh, they're well-educated when it comes to, to the investment space. But a, a fund manager would just essentially operate, you know, one fund and use the, the fund's mandate in order to make investment decisions in that specific, you know, one fund. So, again, using the balance fund as an example, you know, they would manage that fund according to the, the balanced mandate and choose what the asset allocation is in that balanced fund um, operating in its in its guidelines. Then you get a multi-manager who is 
a manager that will decide on on which fund they'll incorporate into the investment offering. So the fund manager focuses on diversifying between funds rather than diversifying within one fund. So they their offering could have up to 20 or 30 different funds in their structure. Um, again, they'll operate you know, in a mandate, so they could operate in a balanced mandate, but then they would need to choose the, the funds within that, that balanced structure. And here, the investor has the benefit of an experienced company doing the due diligence on which asset manager um, and funds best suit you know, their, their philosophies. And then how do these managers then work with your financial advisor? So a financial advisor would need to firstly do what's best for, for you as an investor. So all of us have different investment needs. So they're going to need to identify what your what your needs and your personality is like when it comes to investing. So the financial advisor would decide, they could decide on, you know, they may choose to blend, you know, the uh, individual funds in your portfolio. So, so they might select their own, you know, five or 10 different funds that, uh, that, that, you want to believe in according to to the, your reason for investing, or they could go to a multi manager and say, "Well, Tumi needs to invest for retirement, which is going to be in thirty years' time. Uh, we would like her to be in your um, your equity managed portfolio, uh, and then they would have a a long term multi managed investment, which would have." 20 or 30 different managers in it, all trying to get you the maximum return over the next 20 to 30 years. So, yeah, so they're different types of businesses that require different skills. Um, and also just be aware there's probably different fees and costs associated with the manager and a multi-manager. And then many financial advisors often emphasize the importance of diversification. But what exactly is diversification and why is it so important? So I agree. Uh, you know, diversification is is important. Um, it's essentially spreading your risk across different types of investments. So today we're talking about asset allocation. So it's important to make sure you have diversity between your different assets within a investment. Markets are volatile. You know, they can sometimes be unpredictable. So so don't be reliant on just one asset class. But if we can take it a bit further and just say, you know, diversification can also be used in terms of managers. It can also be used in terms of uh, the way, you know, costs are structured. You know, you've got passive versus active managers. You've got the different types of investment vehicles. You've got local, you've got offshore. So when we as financial advisors talk about diversification, we're not only just talking about asset allocation. We're also talking about all those other components that are linked to your investment at the same time. And then, Craig, finally, is there a difference between a dividend and a return? Thanks, Tumi. Yeah, that's a, a question that is 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 often brought up by our investors, um, and sometimes there is some confusion. So, a dividend is essentially a profit that is paid out to an investor, um, or it's a, it can be seen as a distribution of profits that a company has made. Um, but the confusion here is that dividends aren't always automatically paid. So some companies, if they have made a profit, they may choose to actually keep the profit within their business and use it for expansion or um, you know building on certain projects. So the company is doing really well, but you might not see income for it via a dividend. But an investor can choose to invest in dividend-paying companies and there you will automatically get a dividend if the company does show a profit. So the investor can choose there. And then a return on an investment is the growth 
which the investment has made by making good investment decisions. And these returns are made through either dividends or, or interest or a combination of the both. And the return is usually kept in the investment and not paid out unless you make a withdrawal and you want to realize some of those returns in your investment. Thank you so much, Craig. That was Craig Turton, who is a certified financial planner at Easy Equities. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast, hosted by Britamelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.